the Thunder have one of the worst outcomes come to life in the NBA draft lottery. This draft just got interesting and not in a good way for the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're going to talk about what the results mean for the Thunder. Can they trade up? What does this mean for Shea? What does this mean for the organization? Who's going to be in that kind of range to pick at six? What's going to go down now that the lottery results are out? All coming up on today's Locked on Thunder podcast right after this. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host. And founder of BricktownBuckets.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O ThunderPod. Email the show, L-O ThunderPod at gmail.com. Call into the show for 0536271728. On today's show, brought to you by Spotify Green Room, changing the way we talk about sports. We're going to dive into the NBA draft lottery odds results, what it means for the Thunder and Sam Presti. Spoke with those of us in the media today, and he had a lot of interesting things to say. Obviously, you know by now, the Thunder lottery did not go the way that we had hoped. The most likely result happened, and the most likely result was not a favorable one. The draft order, number one, Detroit. Number two, Houston. Number three, Cleveland. Number four, Toronto. Number five, Orlando. Number six, Oklahoma City. And then it will go Golden State, Orlando, Sacramento, New Orleans, Charlotte, San Antonio, Indiana, and Golden State. That's your lottery. So the Thunder come away with picks 6, 16, 18, 35, 36, 55. This was one of the two bad outcomes. You get zero top five picks, and you get pick 18 from Miami because of that swap with Houston. It feels awful right now. And it should feel awful. You had a better than 70% chance of getting a top five pick and you walk away with no top five picks. Let it feel awful. The organization's future is not doomed, but this is not great. I get two things can be true. I think that we see two overreactions whenever you're looking at social media and reactions to this outcome. You see the one overreaction of, Trust Sam Presti does not matter where this pick falls. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. If they get pick seven, if they get pick one, Presley's going to find the next superstar. You have that outcome, and then you have the outcome of, okay, no top five pick. This team is absolutely doomed. The future is ruined. This season was for nothing. Oh, no, the sky's falling. Those things are very polar opposites of each other, and it can be both in the sense of this is a really bad outcome. This is not the outcome we wanted. But also, the future is not a devastation, right? Sam Presti will figure this out, and he'll maneuver around. Let me see what changed tonight. What changed tonight is how long it will be until the Thunder are back to relevant championship basketball. It did not change if the Thunder are back to relevant contending basketball. They are going to be back eventually. This route, though, barring any sort of wacky trade-up, will take longer. Because, sure, you're going to get three competent players in this draft that are very good contributors. You have to give Sam Presti... Uh, the benefit of the doubt that at 6, 
16 and 18, even if he never trades up from either of those spots, which is kind of unlikely, if you gave him pick 6, 16, and 18, he's going to find at least contributors. The problem is he's unlikely now, or less likely now even, if you want to put it into more sugar-coated terms, less likely now to find that superstar, now that he's not picking in the top five of what was considered a five-man draft, and now that we've kind of gotten the order, now all of a sudden we're convincing ourselves it's more than a five-man draft. So, again, it's, it goes back to two things can be true. You can get a very good player at six, and it still delays your process because he's not going to be a great player, or he's not going to be a superstar, or he's not going to be what, what Cade Cunningham or Evan Mobley or Jalen Green would be. That's why he's at six and not at two or three or one. This does not change if the Thunder are back to relevancy. It changes that next year you're going to tank. And they were always going to lose games, mind you, next year, no matter what happened tonight. Uh, but next year, you're going to tank and not just lose games because you're young. You're going to be young. You're going to have young mistakes still, uh, but you're not going to have your two 100% 1A, 1B studs, right? If you got Jalen Green, if you got Evan Mobley, if you got Cade Cunningham, if you got even Jalen Suggs for certain people, they would immediately consider 1A, 1B them and Shea, that's your future, that's your core. You get Scotty Barnes, you can talk yourself into Scotty Barnes being uh, in that upper echelon. We're going to talk about him coming up. But it's not a guarantee thing. It's a, well, if certain things go here or there, where it feels more like a sure thing. Look, nothing's a sure thing in general, but it feels more like a sure thing that Cade, Mobley, and Green are going to be great. Now, someone in that group's probably going to flame out. But right now, it feels like a certainty that they're going to be great. And so it changes the outlook for next year. Whereas next year, you'd lose a lot of games, but it would feel as though, okay, we found our stars, we're losing games, but it's just because they're young and give them time, they're going to grow into something special. Now you're going to watch young players who are still young, still fun to watch, and still are going to be a part of the future plan, but a future plan of a lesser extent. Maybe they're number three option or number two option, or maybe they're number four option. Maybe they're just going to be a solid role player, but they're not going to be the guy, right? Odds are they're not going to be the guy, barring any sort of trade up. So it's another year of tanking and search for the guy. And the longer you push back finding the guy, the more your timeline gets further and further away from this moment. Because even when you do find the guy, the guy has to lose for a season as well in the NBA. Then they have to go through the ups and downs of the playoffs. And then they're in range for hitting their prime and hitting their ability to have a successful NBA playoff run. Detroit right now is going to have their guy. Ignore the Jalen Green murmurs for a second. If they draft their guy, Cade Cunningham, as they should, they have number one option in Cade Cunningham. They have their number one guy. And now they can start to put the pieces around him to be successful. A process, though, that will still take three or four years, even though they found their guy. And the odds say you're not going to find your guy in Oklahoma City in this draft. So that's what's changed tonight. What's changed tonight is that you're not going to find your guy, most likely, on July 29th, barring any sort of crazy trade-up or anything like that. So no, the organization itself is not doomed. Yes, you should still trust Sam Presti. And yes, the, the decision to tank this season was still a great one. And tanking is still the very best option, even whenever you face bad lottery luck and the bad dice roll of the, lot, of the lottery. All those things are true. Trust Sam. The organization's going to be back eventually. Still the right call last year to lose games. Still going to be the right call next year to lose games, even if you have another bad lottery run next year. So while all those things are true, it was also a very awful night. So again, settle in. Next year, it's going to be a bad team again. They're going to tank again. So settle in, pack the house, and enjoy watching player development. Enjoy watching individuals more so than teams. 
Look, they were always going to try to lose next year. They were never going to push all in next year because their pick is lottery protected. So it goes to Atlanta if they're not in the lottery. Of course, they're going to be in the, lot- in the lottery next year in some capacity. But now that they're not going to find the guy most likely at six, you might as well just bottom out and give yourself the best chance. Give yourself the best odds. And even when you do that, you could still be left holding the bag. It's a gamble. It's a dice roll, but it's one that small markets have to take. So Presti was right to do this. Presti is still right to do this. And if you want a positive to head into a a middle segment that will be way more positive than this right now, the positive is Sam Presti, one of the smartest talent evaluators in the sport, is going to get his pick of the litter, the pick of the rest, right? You can have your top five of Cade, of Suggs, of Kaminga, of Green, right? Of Mobley. You can have your top five. The rest of the draft board starts with Sam Presti. Again, one of the best talent evaluators we've seen. I trust him to find very good players at six, at 16, at 18, so on and so forth. I just struggle to see the guy at this stage. The most likely outcome happened, and it was not a very good one. Let's talk right now about your friends over at Locker Room. Locker Room is now called Spotify Green Room. Go download the app. Uh, it's the first social audio platform made for sports fans. And the app is free to download. Once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locker Room Locked on Thunder once a week on Spotify Green Room. Yes, you can now finally join in the conversation you listen to right here every single day. Spotify Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Spotify Green Room for locker rooms uh, with watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the biggest news or rumors. So join me this week on Spotify Green Room. I am at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S on Spotify Green Room. Follow me over there. You will not miss whenever I go live. It will be Wednesday afternoon, uh, kind of around noon or so, kicking off uh, the Spotify Green Room uh, and talking all about the draft lottery some more in the upcoming NBA draft. So go download the, the Spotify Green Room app for free, available on all iOS devices and Android devices right now. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter account, join the NBA group for the latest league news. Follow me at Ryland underscore style. Same as my Twitter account at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S to be notified every single time I go live. So check out Spotify Green Room on your app store. We are back on Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Look, bad outcome. Still still the right decision, though, the right process to get to this point uh, for the Thunder. So the season was not a waste of time. They did what they had to do, and it just happened to backfire on them because of the stupid lottery and the way that the lottery is set up. It could have yielded great success for them because imagine they only tanked for half a year in a season in which you couldn't go to games and it was a pandemic and yada, yada, yada. And they get picks one and five for taking half a year and possibly get two of the guys, right? Possibly get two guys that, that you would consider the guy. Didn't happen that way. That's, that's the luck of the draw. That's the lottery. I will say again, Sam Presti has his pick of the next group. The next tier belongs to Sam Presti. And we had our YouTube show on the Lockdown to be a YouTube uh, account for the lottery live reaction with all of my lockdown hosts that cover lottery teams. Chad Ford was in there as our draft expert host of the Chad Ford big board show. And he mentioned that Scotty Barnes is leaping into the top five. Now on some boards, people have him higher than Suggs, 
and Kaminga. Both Jalen Suggs and Jonathan Kaminga. John Hollinger today in The Athletic had the same board where Scotty Barnes was in the top five. Those are two guys that are very plugged into the draft. Those are two guys that know a lot about the draft. So either, here's the thing here, folks, either Oklahoma City walks away with Scotty Barnes, who is valued in some places higher than Kaminga and Suggs, or Kaminga or Suggs fall to five, and they get a consensus top five pick for most of this season that we would all consider the guy uh, earlier th- than this week. So Chad Ford mentioning how teams are falling in love with Scotty Barnes is a big deal. Chad Ford also mentioned how he believes in Scotty Barnes' jump shot ability, which is he's kind of the first one that I've seen uh, talk about how Barnes' jump shot uh, is going to improve. A- and he believes it will improve. But again, for next year, they're going to tank. They're going to be bad again. Uh, so settle in and just, again, focus on individuals and individual, individual storylines uh, and not necessarily the record because the record's going to be bad again. And so the question now automatically becomes, what about trading up? Can the Thunder move up? Well, let's look at the teams above the Thunder. Detroit, Houston, Cleveland, Toronto, Orlando. I'd circle Cleveland right now because Cleveland at three has already had reports about them wanting to trade out of three. I've talked to the Lockdown Cavs guys. Uh, you know, you've seen it everywhere pretty much. The Cavs are aggressively going to look for uh, a trade out of three. However, you would assume the trade out of three will come thanks to a win-now player. And I hate to burst everyone's bubble, but Kimba Walker is not a win-now player. Now, the Cavs are a dumb organization. I would classify them as a very poorly ran franchise. Maybe they view Kimba Walker differently than the rest of the NBA. But he's not a win-now player, and I I wouldn't consider him to constitute for the third overall pick. Let's just start real quick with what the Thunder have in terms of assets. They have pick 6, 16, 18, Darius Baisley, three second-round picks, a ton of future picks, and then even throw in Tail Maldon. I am not sure the Thunder would put up SGA, Poku, or Dort on the block. I I really do not think that they'll give up those three guys. There's just something about uh, the way that they view them. I don't consider that they'd be movable with an unreal, unless there's like an unrealistic package on there. Like if the the Pistons want six Dort and Poku for one, okay, if we're going to get Caden SGA together and it's going to cost Dort and Poku, yeah, you know, you kind of got to do that. But, but how realistic is that? Because that would take Detroit out of the top five. It's just, you know, outside of something catastrophic, you know, like unrealistic, doesn't, it does not seem likely that they put SGA, Dort, or Poku on the table. Poku does not really belong in that in terms of like the production in the NBA, but they believe that he can be a unicorn and a superstar. I find it hard to believe or hard to find a package where they give up on him after one year. So they have a ton of future second-round picks, a ton of future first-round picks, three seconds in this year's draft, Three first in this year's draft, six, 16, and 18. Darius Baisley, Tail Maldon. Now, here's the problem, though. Number one, Detroit has already had rumors that they love Jalen Green. And I think that Jalen Green, as a player, would be a great fit in Detroit. If Detroit had picked two, I'd pick Jalen Green. He's my number two prospect. I love Jalen Green. I think he'd be great in Detroit. I would not take him over Cade Cunningham as much as I love him. I love talking to him. I love Coach Shaw talking about him. I love watching him play. I love him as a player. He's my number two guy. I would not take him under any circumstances over Cade. The Athletic has also reported what I've heard about Detroit loving Jalen Green. They reported that as well. And that's what makes tonight double bad, right? Because now you're not even in position to play the game. Circle back to the Atlanta thing that we talked about yesterday and last week. Atlanta zeroed in on their guy. Trey Young was their guy. Atlanta understood, hey, you know what, guys? We cannot take Trey Young right here when there's Luka on the board. We have, if we want our guy, 
We need to make a trade to gain some value here. And who zeroed in on Luca from the time the word go hit, right? Donnie Nelson and Dallas. They were in on Luca since he's 16 years old. They were like one of the first teams in on Luca. They wanted him, they coveted him, and they gave up what they had to do to get him. The thing is here, though, they got to play the game because they were at five and could got and could deliver Trey Young. The Thunder cannot deliver Jalen Green. So even if this report is true from the athletic, that the Pistons would consider picking Green instead of Cade. The Thunder do not have the leverage to get that trade off because they cannot deliver Green at six to Detroit. That's why not being able to play the game is going to be very, very bad for the Thunder. Because Detroit wants Jalen Green. They want something very specific. They don't want 10,000 future first-round picks. They don't want Darius Baisley. They want Jalen Green. The teams that can deliver that is Houston, Cleveland, and maybe Toronto. So they're able to play the game and maybe trade for Cade Cunningham. Although I still do not think that the Pistons can can just turn their noses up and trade Cade Cunningham. At the end of the day, I think that the talent wins out and they draft Cade Cunningham. But that's an example of a team identifying a guy that they want, understanding that they're too high to draft them, and then you being at the right place at the right time. You're in the very wrong place, buddy. You're in the very wrong place. Now, on that flip side, here we go again. Let's say Sam Presti, his guy, without us knowing, was not Cade. His guy was Suggs, or his guy was Kaminga, or even Jalen Green. And let's say the Cavs guy or Toronto's guy is Scotty Barnes. And they know, hey, we cannot take Scotty Barnes at, f- at, at four or at three. We need to get out of the top five to take Scotty Barnes at a realistic price point. Let's go ahead and give Sam his guy. We get our guy. And on top of getting our guy, we get Baisley, or we get pick 16, or we get pick whatever. So you're not in the game for Cade now. That's out. You're really not in the game for Mobley either, depending on how Houston views him. But past that, you have to hope that what Chad Ford and John Hollinger are saying, that teams are buying into Scotty Barnes over Suggs and Kaminga is true. Look, the Thunder are going to be very aggressive. They're going to try to trade up. But that's the assets. It's 6, it's 16, it's 18, it's Baisley, it's Maldon, it's three second-round picks, and a ton of future first-round picks as well. Can you find a package there to go get pick three? It all comes back to the splitting of hairs between the top five. And we've talked about this at nauseum, but... This is great for the Thunder in this sense. The fact that we're getting messy here and the fact that we're getting reports already of, hey, Scotty Barnes is valued over here. Hey, Detroit might not want Cade Cunningham all of a sudden at pick number one. Hey, this is happening over here. The fact that we're getting all these different takes on these players means that the league cannot value them properly because of how close together they are, because the margin between Evan Mobley's greatness and Jalen Green's greatness to me, not very wide. To a guy like Richard Stamen, though, our draft expert of Lockdown NBA Draft, that talent gap is tremendously wide. And there's people that think my way and that think Richard's way within the walls of the NBA that make these powerful decisions. So the fact that this draft allows you to have such differing opinions is what makes this outcome not as bad as it could be. Because if you do value Scotty Barnes and you're a team in the picking of the top five and the Thunder value a player that should go top five instead of Scotty Barnes, that swap is easy to make. So while the ultimate goal of Cade Cunningham is out the door, and I'd even go as far to say the Evan Mobley goal is out the door, as it sits today on June 23rd at midnight, I think that if Sam Presti wants Jalen Green or wants Suggs or wants Kaminga, there's a way to get him. Because of the way this board fell for Sam Presti, and by board, I not only mean the order, I mean the level of talent. Because of how much you can split hairs on every individual player. And that's a good thing because they're such good, talented players. It's a little bit like last year where there's kind of chaos at the top of like, are they going to pick Lamelo? Are they going to pick Anthony Edwards? Are they going to pick this other player? Only it was all unknown of like, yeah, none of them are that great. 
all these guys are great and you do not want to be the one that makes the bad choice, right? We think that Mobley can be great. We think that Suggs, Kaminga, Green can be great. You don't want to be the one that picks the wrong guy. So everyone labors over the film and then they find their guy. Mine's Jalen Green, fully admitted to that. If Jalen Green's a bust, I'll have egg on my face because he's my number two overall prospect. I think he's going to be a multi-scoring champ and going to be a great player. I would pick him number two if I was Houston. I'd pick him every pick beyond number two as well. I Jalen Green is my guy. I could be totally wrong though. It could be Mobley. It could be Green. Suggs, Kaminga, Barnes, apparently. If you ask Chad Ford, a very plugged in guy, as is John Hollinger, who worked in front offices, the person that thrives in chaos and is prepared is Sam Presti. The team that can capitalize on chaos and utilize assets is the Thunder. The chaos setting up here, and the more that we see chaos from the draft interviews, from the private workouts, the more beneficial this outcome becomes for the Thunder. There is still a pathway here to make chicken salad out of chicken something else. We're going to talk more about that, but first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar. It tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off your next order. They have nine delicious flavors, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. My favorite flavor is the peanut butter brownie option. It's fantastic. However, if you do not know your favorite flavor yet, do not worry. Don't worry one bit because you can order a mixed box. The mixed box will give you two of every single flavor. You're going to get two of every flavor, try them all out, and then reorder the ones you love the most. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com, use our code LOCKED15, get 15% off your next order. That's our code LOCKED15, 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. This show is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sport action. Baseball's in full swing. Track the action at BetOnline.ag. Get the latest odds, info, news for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sideline any longer. Get in on the action. As teams prepare for their playoff run, head over to the website or use your mode advice. Whenever you sign up today, sign up at BetOnline.ag. Whenever you create your account, get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit whenever you use our code Locked On. That's our code Locked On, betonline.ag. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. So if you're a Thunder fan right now, what you're hoping for is chaos in the, on draft night and chaos in the in the draft evaluation period right now as teams prep for their scout work and, and interview players and workout players. You want just absolute chaos. So guys, slip through the cracks and Sam Presti can capitalize on that. Sam Presti spoke with the media today and he said before the lottery, of course, he did not speak after the lottery. Before the lottery, he was not nervous at all. He has a plan for every outcome. Uh, he does not view this as a team that's going to lose anything. So so he thought that, you know, everything that happens tonight, even 6 and 18, was the Thunder gaining something, gaining pick 6 and 18. We're not going to lose anything. It's about how to get to work. Now, he said the Kimba trade, it came together once Brad assumed the role. They had talked about it before, and then Brad assumed the role as the executive, and it allowed them to move out to Boston and get Kimba Walker. Calls Kimba Walker a high-character guy. Says he has not talked to Kimba Walker yet, though, because Kimba's out of the country. They'll talk next week. Kimba Walker is not going to be viewed as an asset, but he's going to be viewed as kind of a contract that can make a, a trade happen if you need him to make a trade happen. 
Uh, also, you know, Mitch can be considered an asset, but he's kind of an unknown quantity right now, and I'm not sure how teams are going to value Mitch, but he's a good sweetener. Like it, it's it's like if you have your coffee, right? You make your coffee this morning while you're listening to this podcast. Uh, do you put three Splenda packets in or four? Right? He's going to be the fourth Splenda pack. Is it going to make the coffee that much sweeter? No, but it will make it some sweeter. It'll make it some better than three packets, for example, or two to three or one to two, however many that you use. What we found out today is what we kind of already assumed. This is not going to be a microwave success story. Settle in. It's going to be a journey. And eventually, they're going to win championships. They're going to be competitive. They're going to contend. We also found out that that they're still in the game for something, right? That they can still trade up somehow. It's just a matter of, number one, Detroit, they do not want to leave the top five. Houston would not want to leave the top five. So then you've limited yourself now to Cleveland, Toronto, Orlando. With Orlando, do you really want to give up a sweetener or assets at all to move up one spot whenever the margin between a Kaminga and Barnes type of player is so thin? Probably not. So take Orlando out of that as well. Toronto, will they even trade out of the top five? It's a matter of you both identifying opposite talents, right? Same way with Atlanta and Dallas. Toronto identifies Scotty Barnes as the guy. You identify Jalen Green or Jalen Suggs as the guy. Perfect match made in heaven. You have a tiny sweetener to move up and then draft a few spots. They get their guy. You get your guy. You walk away happy. Cleveland, they want to trade down. They want to trade out of that number three overall pick, but they also want a win-now player. Would they consider you taking back Love's contract and giving up Kimball Walker, Baisley, 6-16, and even a future pick as a win-now move? or a lateral move, or a backwards move. What do they consider the drop-up between Green and Barnes? And then, what do they consider Kimball Walker, which most of us don't consider him very highly? How do they view Baisley? Again, the discrepancy between Green and Barnes, and so on and so forth. So, Cleveland maybe, Toronto maybe, Orlando, what like what would be your reasoning for even moving up one spot? And then Houston would not want to leave the top five, neither would Detroit. Can you have this magical mystery tour where you're going to tour the draft board and go from six to three to one and just continue your climb. Maybe, but like at that point we're hypothesizing things that are just so unfathomable right now that there's no point in wasting energy on realistically. You're looking at Cleveland. You're looking at Toronto. You can go on my Twitter page at Ryland underscore styles and read Sam Presti's entire press conference. Let me know what you think about this lottery outcome and what you're eyeing in the draft. We already have our draft previews up on Scotty Barnes, on Jalen Johnson, on Keon Johnson, on Jalen Suggs, on Jalen Green, on Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jonathan Kaminga. So go back in the podcast feed and find out what I think of Scotty Barnes, what I think of those top guys, and what you might think of those top guys as well. We'll be back tomorrow with our chat with Richard Stamen of the fallout of this lottery and what it means for Oklahoma City continued. And then on Friday, we're going to have our first mock draft, mock draft Friday post lottery. Until then, follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Be good and be good to one another.